When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Betches Media presents... A lot of them aren't even pretending to be in charge. Blow the testing down. Remove him from office. Cast a vote that will make you proud. The Betches Sup Podcast. Will you shut up, man? Hello and welcome to the Badges Sub Podcast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And the Badges Sub Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news brought to you by your funniest, well-informed friends. Which is us. Which is us. <laughs> happy Guys, Monday, everybody. Happy Monday. Yeah. Joe Biden will be president in six weeks. I mean, oh, we wow. need it. Mm-hmm. It's like... I feel like do you feel as though the brutality of the winter has officially kicked in? Welcome to the Betches Up podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are we trying to stay no, no, positive? No. Not at all. I think okay. it will come to us for a lot of things, but I don't think positivity is one of them. I you think know, I, I think was. It comes to us yeah. for realism, and, and that's uh, real. That's what's comedic real now. realism. Yeah. Sam and I were discussing this this morning, and Brian and I were just talking about how he's back in the city, and it just does. I, I said to Sammy that I think the reason it, it, the reason it feels so bad to me personally is because, at least in New York, we've hit the point where it is now colder than it ever was when this all started. I mean, when this first happened, it was March and it was getting warmer and warmer. And now it's just getting colder and colder and bleaker. Yeah, I was like thinking we I, we went to we went to this like Caribbean restaurant nearby. It was delicious. I don't remember the name. I wish I could have plugged it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were just like sitting outside and we were like, this is probably like one of the last times we're going to be able to do this. And then it's just like and it was kind of like I was like, so what do we do for like New Year's? Where are we going? Like, like our anniversary is coming up. I'm like nothing there's nothing we can do <laughs> yeah i mean we used to go to fish at madison square garden we went to the past like few new years i guess we're not doing that um yeah <laughs> that's not happening yeah i feel so sad about all the restaurants just thinking about mm-hmm. like i've been trying to order more but apparently you're supposed to order directly not through seamless and postmates right. so i'm gonna try to start doing that too i feel just so sad thinking about like just all the people who are suffering whether like financially or health wise or just you know emotionally it's it's really just like it sucks our government doesn't give a fuck about us our president Mm -hmm. literally doesn't care yeah Yeah. well sammy when we were talking this morning you also made the point that there nobody was hopeful in march but we didn't know that our government was going to do nothing we had an idea that maybe they'd step in but now we're at a point where we know that's not happening right i sort of always operate under the assumption that like they would step in but incompetently but they wouldn't literally actually work actively against the the health precautions like 
I wouldn't have thought they would actively work in like against yeah. testing. I thought maybe yeah. they won't like, I thought maybe they won't like make it seamless or they'll make it like more difficult or they just like won't help, but they actually actively hurt as well. So it's really, it's, it's really devastating. Yeah. It's hard to find the silver linings, but I mean, this is really probably the only time where I could stay where I live for the holidays and not feel terrible about it. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to just take the W there. Yeah. Right. I'm definitely trying to like just because appro- you never get to just kind of chill and really feel like you're not missing anything and feel like you're not maximizing your time. But like I'm trying to just feel like, okay, like thank like thankfully I have yeah. what I need and I'm gonna try to like use it for positive reasons mm-hmm. best yeah. I can. No mo FOMO faux show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's the motto. That's the motto. 2022 FOMO though is going to be like it's going to be bad. Yeah. Oh my god, I know. Mhm. So I wanted to start today with a headline I just read because I knew our listeners were going to ask us to cover it if we didn't. So, I don't know about you guys, but every day when I wake up, I think, what does Matthew McConaughey think of the state of electoral <laughs> politics? <laughs> what? He is telling us. <laughs> So good. Yes. During a recent podcast interview with comedian Russell Brand. uh, Exactly. Matthew McConaughey. Exactly. I don't know. These two were like, you know what people need to hear? It was with um, he also said this on some Time 100 interview, which is a little bit more elite. But Matthew McConaughey is talking. He has some things to say. Mainly, he complained on this interview that liberals absolutely condescend, patronize and are arrogant towards the 50 percent. He added that Republicans are in election denial. The the overall tone of this interview was, I mean, a lot of things we've been hearing from certain, I don't know if they're factions of the party. I don't know if, I don't know if Matthew McConaughey identifies as a Democrat, but this blaming certain. I think he um, does. I I believe he does. does. Yeah. Blaming certain perspectives or wings of the party for alienating uh, Trump supporting Republicans. He made a lot of good points. So I don't want to drag him totally. I would recommend listening to the interview about how Hollywood, you know, talks down to working class voters, you know, who is like a Hollywood actor who makes millions to wonder why somebody would would want Brexit. You know, he made good points that I think people need to consider. But he also seemed to defend Republicans who haven't accepted Biden as the winner yet. And he added that to get anything done, Americans should come around to an aggressively centrist point of view, describing himself as aggressively centrist. And when I saw this, I just I don't remember an aggressively centrist view benefiting the abandoned AIDS victims during the Reagan administration that he won an Oscar for portraying. So I didn't Mm -hmm. love that little addition he made. But yeah. what do you think about Matthew McConaughey people, weighing in? I mean, I just feel like when people are like, we have to always be aggressively centrist, that's like ridiculous. That's like saying the clock always has to say two o'clock. Like, and then sometimes it will be right. Like, mm-hmm. like I just think that to say we always have to pick this line of this like uh, spot on the spectrum, that's ridiculous because that's not always the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it is is an interesting perspective, considering like I was thinking about the I was thinking about the same thing when you wrote this about the mm-hmm. him play, him winning an Oscar for playing an AIDS victim, and it was just like National AIDS Day and like World AIDS Day, and it's like you know yeah these people like being like <laughs> aggressively centrist is not what like like made Reagan and like the Bush administrations pay attention to like HIV and AIDS or like. 
you know, even like any any civil rights movement was not aggressively centrist. I also just think it's funny, like both of these guys are like are just like remind me of those dudes that are like you like kind of like you think are hot and you imagine that like hooking up with them would be awesome and then you do it and then you're kind of grossed out afterwards. Yes, right. They, like I mean, they both give like- me this like weird like grungy. <laughs> vibe and then afterwards they're need. just like just to play devil's advocate and they give you all the yeah. contrarian yeah. these are two guys who who would never have to worry about like a marijuana conviction let's put it that way no so like <laughs> and then i bet you had they not become successful they would have a mattress on the floor in their bedroom Yes. But you know what I think is interesting? I think it's interesting that he pointed out that liberals condescend, passionize, and are arrogant towards the other 50%. Because I actually find that it's not that liberals are so arrogant towards Trump supporters. I find that liberals are almost worse to other liberals. And I feel like that's what he should have said. It's like the Democratic Party, I think the, the issue in the Democratic Party is that it's not unified and that like they're mean to each other. So, right. It's like Matthew McConaughey like saw one of his ex sound off in a way he didn't like in Hollywood and was like, you know what? I'm sick of Hollywood. I do have to add that Matthew McConaughey was actually arrested for marijuana possession at one point. Remember? When okay. So I, I'm wrong about that comment entirely. <laughs> But he's obviously didn't hurt him. He's doing great. He's fine. Yeah, he's doing fine. Right. It's like I appreciate the message, but it's just an interesting messenger. I mean, I don't want to erase Matthew McConaughey's ties to um, the people that he's talking about. But it's just so funny when a celebrity weighs in and suddenly it starts um, trending on Twitter. And I'm like, wow, they must have said something very interesting. (laughs) They didn't at all. (laughs) Okay, so news. What can you say? This is what I know. It really was like devil's advocate because he kind of did just like hit every single angle. So like he could piss off anyone and with everything he just said. Like he's like he could piss off the Republicans about like the election fraud. He can piss off the liberals about them. Like you know, it's just because I think it would make a great name for a weed strain. Just while we're on that conversation. (laughs) Oh, definitely, definitely. I think he should start that one and then and then market it and then obviously donate all the proceeds to. Speaking of weed, I had this in the outline today, but it happened kind of late on Friday. But the House uh, passed for the first time ever, voted on cannabis legislation and passed it. It's symbolic in the Senate's not going to legalize weed, but it is pretty cool. That was smart of them. Look, if the Democrats were smart, that would be like what they are running on. Legalizing Even Matt Gates was like, yeah, we got to do this. Right. Well, it's like you look at like New Jersey who just legalized marijuana and it w- the the amount of people who voted to legalize it was like gargantuantly bigger than any other like, <laughs> you know, like it, like than any other race. Like it, there was like more platforms. Pe- yeah. Progressive platforms win. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just the progressives who don't always win. <laughs> Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of 
gifts do you have for Dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. So going into some headlines, vaccine distribution is heating up while companies are awaiting regulator approval. New polling suggests Americans are still on the fence about receiving a long-awaited medical marvel that will stop the worldwide spread of a deadly disease. So new polling numbers from Pew published this week found that 60% of Americans said it was at least probable that they would get the vaccine. Dr. Fauci has said that 70% of Americans need to get it to achieve herd immunity. This number has sort of gone up and down. It dipped for a bit after Trump was really sending messages as if like, oh, so weird, this happened so fast, but it's bounced back up. But one interesting thing about this poll I wanted to discuss with you guys was that it found that men were considerably more likely than women to say that they would get vaccinated. 67% of men surveyed said they would definitely get the COVID vaccine if it were available today. And only 54% of women said the same. What the fuck? I wonder if you surveyed men and women to ask if they'd go skydiving, what those percentages would be. I just feel like men are less risk averse. And also men, I wonder if like there are more anti-vax women than there are anti-vax men. I don't know. Personally, if Dr. Fauci is willing to take the vaccine, I'm willing to take the vaccine. Mm -hmm. That was always kind of my uh, personal. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we also haven't seen the aggressive PR move that's going to be happening to take the vaccine. You know, we're going to see, like we said, like last week, we, the, like Bush, Obama and Clinton are all going to publicly take the vaccine whenever they can, or it's safe. I think once that happens, maybe there will be more, but also I'm more curious about like what percentage of men versus women would go back to get the second dose. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like women would be more likely (laughs) to put it on their calendar and go back and get their second vaccination than men. That's what I saw. That's what I thought when I saw this about, I agree. I think these numbers are, I wouldn't read into them too much. Um, There's always going to be a part of the population that says they're not going to get vaccinated. I think that these numbers will rise with the PR campaign and with people starting to actually get the vaccine. But what I saw, what concerns me about this is that women do make the household decisions 
almost all of the time if, if they are in a family. So that means those are the women deciding whether their kids are going to get it. And to mm-hmm. me, I would say, I think you're right, Sammy. I think there's more of an anti-vaxxer bent for women. We know, I mean, I feel like we've seen lots of stories about how on Facebook, you know, Facebook does provide a lot of resources for new moms, especially like if, if you move just to find things that you never knew you, you didn't need before you had a kid to find communities. And Facebook will sort of in the past has then put other groups that lean towards untraditional parenting techniques, such as not vaccinating your kids. We know that's how those conspiracy groups like find membership. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's mm-hmm. a line there too. Well, it's possible that some schools will require kids to be vaccinated. It's hard to tell. I could see colleges doing that. I could maybe, I don't know Private about institutions. like public- Right, right. I mean, why would you not want it? Well, you um, know, what? I don't want. I don't want to. You know, that's a stupid so question. I understand like, why people. I, I do understand why people wouldn't want it. But once it's been shown to be safe, maybe Mike. Yeah, I don't know. I totally no, understand the impulse to. You know, a year ago, this vaccine didn't exist. But I mean, I trust science and medicine, and so it's fine. But I, we all understand the like. Oh, weird. But I trust like, individuals. Read, like, right, like. If if uh, Pfizer said, here, take this, and Fauci was like, eh, I don't know about that, I would not take it. But mm-hmm. if they're the people who I do trust, if they're willing to take it, like, okay. I'll right. We it. talked on Friday about even Fauci was like, yeah, even in the UK, they didn't even look at it that closely, but they're going to be fine. <laughs> and right. like, part of me, part of me is like, if people don't want to take it, it's like, Part of me wants to say, like, fuck it, fine, I'll take it, and you'll get it, you might get it, and you'll get sick, and perhaps, like, have long-term repercussions because of it. But then yeah. there's also part of me that's like, well, you can't really just be like that, because then there's people who would take it if they could, but, like, because of whatever personal medical reasons, they can take it. So then it's like, well, no, fuck, if you, you take it, you really need to take it, yeah. I wonder yeah. what I would I'm curious what like the statistical overlap is in people who were like herd immunity natural herd immunity meaning like just let everyone fucking get it versus the people who are like pro vaccine or not. I wonder if the herd immunity or herd immunity people are also all going to take the vaccine. Yeah, I would suspect. I mean, that's really the best way to achieve it. If you're willing to to risk getting the actual virus, I feel like why would you be that scared of a vaccine? Right, exactly. And like I said, Dr. Fauci said about 70% of people need to take it to achieve herd immunity. And this morning I was reading that the max amount that I've ever been like, I'm absolutely never going to take it in a poll is 21%. So we're still going to be fine. That, that made me feel optimistic. I don't like the okay. idea that one in five people around me might not be vaccinated. But we're going be... to stop be taking it. Yes. yes, of course. We will be. Okay. Yes. yes. We'll we take it on camera. It. Great. But like, if I here's can get the it thing. first, I'll take it on camera. I know. We're, we're not, not going to be able we'll... to take it until like, mm-hmm. we're like last. Yeah. We'll see you guys in June. <laughs> Look at us. Look at us talking on, like we're f- talking on fucking microphones miles away from each other. Like Coming up on a year fi- where I've yeah. seen Brian. Yeah. <laughs> we did right. see, wait, Amanda, we saw each other twice. I've seen you, Sammy. I haven't seen Brian. Yes. Yeah, I've not seen, mm. Brian, but I feel like I see him every day because, like, yeah, yeah. you know, we're here. <laughs> right, right, right. We're like, we're last or like one of yeah. the last groups that's going to get to yeah. go. You know what? Like, that's fine. Like, I'm down to see to see how it goes for everybody first. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. It's sure. not like the the. It's one. Of, it's not like the worst time to be at the end of the line for sure. Right. <laughs> so here is one man who would probably be down to take the vaccine today, Rudolph Giuliani. President Trump broke the news on Twitter last night that his 76-year-old personal lawyer has tested positive for the virus. Rudy has spent the last several weeks gathering in confined spaces while wiping fluid from various parts of his body. Oh 
<laughs> and reapplying it to other parts of his body. <laughs> so, <laughs> a source told CNN he's currently being treated at Georgetown University Medical Center. So there's no word on how serious his uh, progression of diseases is at this point. He is 76 and at no point in, has he struck me as a healthy man. <laughs> Well, he went to the hospital within like hours of his diagnosis. So my question is, was he just first diagnosed or has he had it throughout this entire like coup attempt? Entire coup attempt where he's been asking getting the Regeneron stuff, which is probably where he what he's doing. I bet Trump set him up to get the Regeneron. Right. For sure. For sure. But I mean, he is on video telling people to take off their masks so we can hear them better. I mean, this just made Mm -hmm. me so so gross. This so angry. It's inevitable. It was one of those inevitable things. Like if someone, if you're going to act like this in a global pandemic, you're going to fly across the country, keep wiping your face constantly. It's not only that he he's disgustingly spreading himself everywhere. He's disgustingly <laughs> spreading. He's disgustingly spreading everything that he's been touching all over his face constantly. Like I mean, that fart that was caught on camera, um, that also had coronavirus in it. Airborne. <laughs> it's airborne. <laughs> Yes. Yes. These fluids, you know, airborne particles are just coming out of Rudy all over the place. Everywhere. I mean, I I I thought safe. I thought we'd see his dick before he got COVID. Like we were on (laughs) We were almost there, Amanda. Remember Borat? We were so close. We were you never know. You could like tweet it from the hospital. You know, we're still on it. We're still on the path for something. Like the progression of Rudy Giuliani's indignities were just headed right there. But we took we took we turned a corner and a little bit more of a darker direction. Indignity is the perfect word for this parade that he has been on a parade of indignities parade it is indignities. so embarrassing it's, it's, it's so, so embarrassing, embarrassing that like this is the man who was the hero after 9-11 it almost um like i'll never be able to really think about 9-11 the same even <laughs> i know i know i mean he's especially- like the time man of the year or something Right. And I feel like when we remember Rudy John, there's a lot to remember about Giuliani's term that was like not great, even if it was celebrated at the time. But the 9-11 reaction, everybody agrees, was pretty solid. Like he could have just rode on that the rest of his life. And And like ignored his whole personal life details. Right. No one was going to talk about that. His life is in shambles. What confuses me, and I think that this is just a theme, why don't these people fucking retire? Like, what is so what, what is so undesirable for all of them about retiring? I have no idea. Right. I know. I have no idea. You would think, I, yeah. It makes I didn't no realize sense. he got divorced last year. Because didn't he like marry a cousin or something? At one he point? did. Yeah. He's married a lot. Of, he's had a lot of marriages. Three marriages, I believe. Same as and Trump? Then, like, yeah. No one would have been talking about this had he not no, just exactly. gone away. <laughs> right. I mean, he's he's an old, sick man. He's alone in life. What if Aww. this kills him? I mean, that would really be... I mean, it is a deadly virus, so that's definitely 76. like a statistical Ugh. possibility. Although, he if he's died. getting the Regeneron, he'll probably be fine. It would be like... It, would, it wouldn't... It would I'm not like... I'm not like saying this is a, a negative or a positive, but it would be like the poetic justice of like him dying from the deadly disease while he was trying to steal the election from the man who was ignoring the deadly disease 
Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I mean, like it would sort of be like the grand finale of this embarrassment, the parade of indignities. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it would be I very. Don't I, I don't want to wish death on no. him. I'm sure he's getting the Regeneron. So, like again, I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, right. I did Although, see a funny. I did see a funny suggestion that maybe they're trying to Epstein him. I thought that. I mean, I don't think that you they did? are, but. Who, what better way to get rid of the evidence of your worst offenses than to kill Rudy Giuliani? Right. Who, who is they? He was in the Ukraine stuff. Right. Right. He's been everywhere. Uh, Who else? He could, he could have so much shit. Who knows? He could have it all. Yeah. Oh, well, we wish Rudy best. Yeah. Good luck, Rudy. Well, soon, Rudy. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. I hope they work as well as they always do. No, I hope they work better than they always do because Rudy Giuliani has really given us a lot of content opportunities and a few smiles lately. But at, at least I hope that after this, he stays the fuck at inside. What cost? Right. And I hope he, I hope to God he did not hurt anybody other maybe than Melissa mm-hmm. Carone when he was out there. I he hope did. everybody's he definitely the gave he it absolutely to absolutely like, did. He is a personal super spreader event. <laughs> When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E. F-O-O-D-S In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Okay, so let's get into our main story today, which is the rapidly approaching Georgia runoffs. So by now, you might have seen that President Trump spent the weekend at a rally in Georgia. He rambled for two hours about the election outcome and listed various types of produce while insisting he was the only person that likes cucumbers. Take Everybody likes cucumbers. What's he talking about? I think he doesn't like cucumbers. I know. The cucumbers are one of the easiest vegetables to eat. It's like what you give children. Yes. Oh, well, I know. there you go. Right. <laughs> I like cucumbers. No, I'm the only one. It's like, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't like cucumbers, let me tell you. But I know everybody likes them because they're in every salad you order. You have to ask to not have them because everybody likes cucumbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're ba- they don't taste like anything. They taste like freshness. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're basically water. So I'm surprised. Yeah. It's the only yeah. way he gets water. People are like, how did cucumber done? Yeah. <laughs> And then I, I had can't even picture him eating one. <laughs> he had no. one once. <laughs> he no, had it there's... once. It wasn't that bad compared to all the other vegetables. No, he, yeah. he, all, he's referring to the pickles on his burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like cucumbers after they've been brined in salt for six months. Yeah. And put on, a, <laughs> put on my Big Mac. 
I also had a few people message us on Instagram who said these are not the the reason he listed these was because he was trying to take credit for saving certain Georgia crops. The things he listed are not really um, necessarily things known for Georgia crops. They're kind of things that people grow in their local garden. I got this from a few messages, but either way, it was a completely nonsensical tirade. Trump wrote famous Georgia blueberries, Amanda. I know, <laughs> Jesus. I can't get canceled if people are like, how do you not know about the Georgia if, blueberries? If Georgia's known for any fruit, it's blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that famous, that famous yeah. uh, Georgia blueberry? Fruit. Georgia blueberry. license plate? <laughs> <laughs> Flip Georgia blue. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm very tickled by myself. Okay. <laughs> Trump also called on Brian and I should be Stacey Abrams Kemp, the state's Republican governor, to overturn the results and have the state's electors vote for him. This was also one of these stories of the weekend where I just sort of read it and moved on with my day. But holy shit, what a thing to do. I mean, if it was a perfect thought- call. It was a perfect call. Exactly. Remember when he was like, he's sort of gently urged a foreign nation to maybe help him. And now he's like, will you please steal the election for me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you don't punish him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, right. If, if this did somehow make him president, I mean, I would hope that Senate Republicans would impeach him over that. But I do not know. I do not know if they would. They won't. Speaking of Senate Republicans. So last night, some of the candidates for Senate races in Georgia took the debate stage. Kelly Loeffler, Kelly Leffler, rather, faced off against Raphael Warnock, where she refused to acknowledge that Trump had lost the election three separate times. Let's listen to a little clip from last night. Senator, did you believe the, the election was rigged? Look, Greg, it's very clear that there were issues in this election. There are 250 investigations open, including an investigation into one of my opponent's organizations, you know, for voter fraud. And we have to make sure that Georgians trust this process because of what's at stake in this election. You know, the the promise that Chuck Schumer made was to fundamentally change America. And I'm making sure that we don't go down the road of socialism. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, Americans love socialism. All those b- Georgia blueberry farmers, <laughs> they need the subsidies. That's socialism. Yeah. yeah. I know the thing Social that Trump, security. That's socialism. true. Trump, the thing that Trump was taking credit for was helping Americans by subsidizing their lives. Mm-hmm. Right. What were you saying, Brian? I don't know. She's just like such a horrible person that like you know like she profited off she she's she's allegedly com, 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 like done insider trading and profited off the coronavirus after she got that briefing during the senate intelligence like briefing and she sold a bunch of stock and then bought a bunch of stock like she is a corrupt like she's a criminal and it's like it's it's just like why is why are why are the, why are the GOP dying on this hill of this rich white woman who can't who isn't even like charismatic? She's not even like a like a renegade in the party where they're like, oh, she's like cool and she's gonna like fun and like whatever. She's like a, like a fucking like blank wall. Right. She's no yeah. Elise Stefanik, which is something I'd never thought I'd say, yeah. but like. Even her ha- her hair was more animated than she was. That's the best thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Best thing. We, we, I mean, she has great hair. She should just leave with her hair. It was, Why doesn't she, she just go do a Pantene commercial? Like, it's fine. Just Truly. be a rich bitch. If I had as much money as Kelly Loeffler and I was like 
hot and blonde and tall, I would like just be absolutely rich and just be rich. That would be my life. I would just be- Again, I ask, what is their aversion to retiring? Like, like, no. <laughs> she got the best deals also. Like you got to be a senator. You didn't have to do anything. And then you can probably leverage that to like make more money and go to cooler parties later in your life. Like just go. I don't know. She, she makes no positive argument for herself whatsoever. She just repeats. And Brian said, like, does the socialism thing work? She said Chuck Schumer's name like 20 times. And I just feel like if you, you want to like frame somebody as a leftist radical socialist, I am still find it unusual that they're choosing Chuck Schumer, this like old white guy. Honestly, it's probably just the anti-Semitism at this point because they mm. can link him to something else they think they can animate people against about and just say, well, it's all Chuck Schumer. And they did make that ad with him and Ossif having like an elongated nose. Yeah. Anti-Semitism has already played a role in the Georgia Senate elections. Right. It's, it's so gross. It's like, it's already part of it. You know, it's not even mm-hmm. like, oh my God, that would be ghastly. It's like, sure, it's possible. They did it and they didn't apologize. Purdue mm-hmm. did. So Warnock took the high ground and refused to engage Leffler's allegation. I found him to have like a really inspiring performance have said before and we'll say again he's she offers nothing she's so useless and he offers so much so it's like it's just such yeah. a perfect in a way it's a perfect op- it's the perfect senate seat to be able to have the nation focus on just because it's such a dud compared with such a great opportunity we'll see mm-hmm. how it turns out meanwhile john ossif debated alone next to an empty podium because david Perdue declined to partake in a televised debate this is the second debate he has opted out of Purdue has been accused of corruption tied to his stock market trading. He has basically done more weird trades than any other member of Congress. Um, Really just seems like being a senator is his side hustle. Asif took full advantage of the opportunity to explain Purdue's fuckery because he wasn't there to interrupt him or check him on anything. Let's listen to a clip. The reason that we are losing thousands of people per day to this virus is because of the arrogance of politicians like David Purdue. So arrogant that he disregarded public health expertise and so arrogant that he's not with us here today to answer questions. And so if I might, my message for the people of our state at this moment of crisis is your senator feels entitled to your vote. Your senator is refusing to answer questions and debate his opponent because he believes he shouldn't have to. He believes this Senate seat belongs to him. This Senate seat belongs to the people. With early voting beginning on December 14th, I want to urge everybody to make a plan to vote. David Perdue has been getting rich in office. And instead of taking public health expertise and guidance from the CDC and getting that to the people and implementing in policy, he was buying up shares and manufacturers of vaccines and medical equipment. And he's not here because he's afraid he may incriminate himself in this debate. What's crazy to me is that, like, if I'm a Georgia voter, the idea that the senator would just not show up to the debate, like, is such a is such a bad sign for what he's doing as a senator. Like, you can't even show up to have the respect for the system of the election that you're running in. That's well, you he can't defend it. his he clearly can't defend his choices and the decisions he's made. And I think that I think I think a lot like he's probably, you know, kind of freaked out the fact that he was elected to this post when it, Georgia was not as purple or blue. And now he's like, well, I didn't ever expect to have to defend him with my actions because I just assumed I would be the Republican senator from Georgia. You know, I mean, but still, like you show up yeah. and like, well, he clearly doesn't have a problem lying. So just like 
why wouldn't he just do that? Like, that's what I don't really get. I read that he had almost 3,000 stock trades. Like, how much time are you spending on this? Like, are you a day trader? I think he's afraid he could incriminate himself or something, you know? Like, well, I think he might be afraid that. Like he did this for more things than just the pandemic. And maybe he was doing this like the whole time for years. Anytime he ever heard fucking anything like, and so maybe it could be uncovered that like this goes way back. And this is kind of his method. Maybe it really is his day job. I wonder if David Perdue wants to win at this point. Did you see no, at the he rally? Wants. He was. You think he does? I mean, at the rally, he and Leffler at the rally were both. Um, it was pathetic. If you haven't seen, it was. Yeah. They could barely summon a cheer from the audience. Uh, Purdue was just like Trump. I just, I just got to tell you, man, I love you. It was bizarre. While Trump could not care less, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure he will be exposed a lot into the next couple years. The vibe I get from them and how like rigid the two of them are is that they did other shit that they're like worried about the other shit coming out. Yeah. Yes, but, exactly. I right. I just really want them both to win. I want John Ossoff to win really badly. And I want Raphael Warnock to win really badly. <laughs> Today is the deadline to register to vote in Georgia. Um, seeing a lot of really exciting uh, numbers of recruitment. Stacey Abrams told a story, I think on the Hysteria podcast, where Stacey Abrams used to do some legal work for the Atlanta Dream, which Kelly Leffler owns. And she said that like Kelly Leffler wasn't always like this. Like I've heard I think that she used to be pro-choice. She was a really um, actually controversial pick for her seat because people were just not convinced that her background was pro-life enough. Wow. I mean, yeah, I mean, I bet they have nothing in common. Like I imagine them like they should be a dream team, Leffler. And well, look what Warnock and Ossoff have done. They have really hitched, attached themselves to each other in a really, I think, smart way. The way they've been marketing themselves as if it's like one ticket joint effort so that people know to go vote and Leffler and Purdue could do that, but they probably have like, they don't seem to have any affection or warmth towards each other whatsoever. Well, it's, it's sort of too easy for Warnock and Ossoff because like they're running against the pandemic profiteer team. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. if, 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 if Leffler and um, Purdue were to get together, they'd be like, we are the pandemic profiteer team. That's <laughs> right. what's yeah. common. So it's yeah. sort of like, it doesn't really benefit that. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true imagine like you're so you're so toxic that kelly leffler doesn't want to hitch herself to your wagon <laughs> but it's both of them they're both right, exactly like i have a feel i would love to go into david purdue's like entire uh situation financially his briefings like that's probably that's the work for a serious journalist but leffler's the same mm-hmm her right. husband's like the, the head of the new york her husband is the head of the company that owns the new york stock exchange like that is a level of connection that, like, we can't even fathom. Cannot God, even I, fathom. I, I just, like, Trump's the amount of jealous. money she has, it makes me so mad that she's not just, like, sitting somewhere beautiful right now on, by, like, a pool, having Retire. someone serve her drinks. <laughs> go do something like that. Like, I will do go that. On a, yeah, go Seem. on a vacation with Diane I Feinstein. I can see myself having, like, all this money and being like, oh, I must, you know, I really just got to, like put my reputation on the line, get called out for all my crimes just so I can do a job that I clearly have no interest in actually doing. It's yeah. very strange. It's so weird. I wish they would stop. But you could literally <laughs> yeah. be paying to stay at like some above the water hut in the Maldives permanently. Yes, exactly. I, I, <laughs> I thought I about would, it. 
Yeah, I, w- I would I love have. to be in New Zealand right now. I would love to be in like New Zealand or Australia where they're all just like hanging out doing stuff. I see people like I like influencers I follow in New Zealand and there's like 20 people in a room. I'm like, oh my God, what are you doing? Oh, you're in New Zealand. You can do that there. Right. Everyone like, else is like love and life. I mean, I don't want to say that, but many other right. people are loving life. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. take your millions and go, go away. Put, put yeah. on your resume that you were an appointed senator for a year and a half. We'll let you have that and go, go to New Zealand. Bye. Yeah. Yes. Or we'll take your place. <laughs> we will happily. Oh, exactly. I know. It's like, if you're not, then give up, give the money some to somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Everybody. That is our show until the end of democracy. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches podcast. The Betches Sub Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.